don't know your shit about Grayson, man. I know a little bit about Kush, but I'm not, not Christian. I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Respect for that. I can respect that, Felton. Yeah, I've been traveling this week. I was uh, up in New York State. I was in the fine town of Binghamton. Then I went to Sleety Buffalo. But uh, I would have to say that the wings stand up to the... Reputation? The reputation is legit. The hype is real. The... Phenomenal, crispy, perfectly, perfectly fried, just enough sauce. Just a, and I, I am willing to concede that there's some placebo element at play. I was definitely romanticizing the idea of going to have wings. And yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I can't uh, verify your claim. I've never been all around Buffalo, but never to Buffalo. But I can uh, say that New York pizza is the best pizza. There's no fucking doubt about it. It's not a cliche. It's true. So it would stand to reason that, you know, Buffalo might have the best, you know, damn wings. Yeah. I'll tell you. Philly does have the best cheesesteaks. It's not a joke. Yes, that's that's legit. That's for real. That's for real. And and for the record, I, I'm, a, I'm a Pat's guy. I know a lot of people like Geno's. I know that some people talk about Tony Luke's but I'm a Pat's guy I don't think you can go wrong with Pat's or Gino's and you just you know basically when it's three in the morning and you're in Philly uh you sliced ribeye well you figure you you try to decide which line is shorter Pat's or Gino's I don't know there's less people at Pat's okay Pat's tonight fuck it I actually I got a cheesesteak from Pat's and Gino's on my bachelor party that's amazing and I proceeded to vomit some of each up, I believe, uh, later on that night. Little fun fact, but it was still pretty, pretty sweet to eat both of those. It's insane that neither of us was at the other's bachelor party. Agreed. Isn't that weird. Yeah. The it is the, the swelling of the tides, the the waves of life. Both of us on a dry spell for the others. Yes. Bachelor yes. party. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. I broke so, my dry spell yeah. at your wedding. <laughs> Which is that that's you did. Pretty, uh, you know, honorific. They said that uh, we had the second craziest party that they saw behind a uh, some kind of rugby awards banquet. Ah, those are always good. So we scored some points for. Uh, craziness that <laughs> night but um, that was a wild one yeah <laughs> we were however at each other's 30th birthday parties this is true I didn't have a 40th I, I went uh, all Rambo I don't want to talk about but, it uh, I don't want to do it I don't make yeah. a big deal hey, it this, if we, we, I've, I, I have respect for that I know I actually got sick, I think. I think we were supposed to go out to dinner with you, with you guys. And just to keep it mellow, because I was like, let's just keep it chill. And then I got, like, deathly ill. I don't never happened, but... put a lot of stock into 
birthdays. I try to pay close attention to the kids' birthdays, but being 39 is not that interesting. No. No. Um, kind of a weird thing to get excited about. I mean, mine's well, it's coming up ceremonially in a, in a few days, and I, I built probably in won't even know what to, day it is. Probably literally. It's ceremonially. It it's built in. But it's a weird ceremony. It's, it's not like a like July Fourth is a, a ceremony. That's a tradition, you know. You get together with loved ones and you, you know, <clears throat> eat bratwurst and set off bombs. Right, firecrackers and. My birthday is not. Uh, Something we all celebrate. Your birthday is not something that everybody's like. Hey, do you know what today is? You know, people in Idaho. Hey, it's Dan's birthday. Oops. Yeah, nobody cares. I mean, I don't even care. Right. Exactly. Let alone the, those close to me. It's. Yeah. I've kind of given up on the. On the whole, let's make a big deal on my birthday thing. There's also something really um, gratifying, <clears throat> I think. I guess you could say there's a loss there, but not not in my worldview. About not ever needing a gift again in your life. Like, what do you want for your birthday, right. Dad? Nothing. I, I'm good. I'm truly just good. If there's something I want, I'll go buy it. Uh, right. And like, just having a life is is really good, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a good spot to be in to have a healthy family and have a job and be doing well on that front. I mean, there's a lot of people who are struggling in these times, and I'm starting. You and I have talked about this before, but starting to try to think about how I can make a positive impact on that situation. Start to use some of the accumulation of blessings if you want to call them that or, or white privilege or whatever you want to call them. which which i'm willing to acknowledge you you want, definitely i mean i i have grown in uh, in that man. area recently well i believe it's real i believe it's a real thing uh i i don't think that yeah i i don't think that uh it's 100% of the equation but I do think that if you are white and you are in the right environment you would have a tendency to do well it's probably pretty if you, easy if you're like if you're white and you're born with you know some you're born of into a solid money environment. you know environment and, and if you have like a you know, a strong jawline or something like that, that doesn't hurt, you know. Yeah, if you're six feet taller day, or, or, or taller. Well, that's another thing is height. One of those interesting it's factors. It's a really weird to, thing. It, it, it's an advantage. I watched just a couple most, minutes in of, most circumstances. Uh, of Rogan's net, newest Netflix special the other night. and uh, Name drop. The first thing I noticed was, oh my god, I forget. I always forget how short he is because he does. A, I usually watch him on YouTube doing a yeah. He's a stocky little a, guy in a chair. He's short and thick, but he's short. He's definitely short. And, I, and then I was like, what's he five seven? I don't know, man. He's little. He looks little, but there's nothing to judge him by. He's on the stage, but he looks 
he even made a short joke about himself so it's definitely true yeah it wasn't just a uh delirium induced hallucination <laughs> hallucination yeah but that's a well, thing and now I kind of what do you think that... that he was short I was like oh this kind of makes more sense because you kind of have like a little pit bull attitude like I'm a I'm a fucking pit bull you know okay so so that would manifest itself you're, you're making the argument that short people it may be and like a Napoleon syndrome kind of thing yeah but in different ways too like Rogan's like a, a pit bull he's not a chihuahua you know but there's I've met chihuahuas you know little yappy guys right always got something smart to say always with the jokes <laughs> but then you get those you get those big large silent types as well you get them big guys that are like you know talk like robots and some big guys are just very soft-spoken and insightful and yes, I, don't really there's also smart short people too but absolutely oh, oh not that many yeah. I mean let's get let's be real but <laughs> taking shots that's that's shots I would actually say that short there's, people. A, there's a there's a fair to midland chance that like uh, with what you dropped on me the other day with left-handers, there's probably like an overabundance of like smart short people or something. It's probably an anomaly that is compensated for with other things, you know? What would you back something? What would you back a statement like that up with? Like for instance, for for those of the listeners, that's really weird. For Tom Cruise is short, super short. Uh, yeah, Al Pacino. Al so Pacino we, but, is like two shades yeah. away from a midget, really. Yes. So in acting, if anything, I mean, from what I can think, I guess Tim Robbins is, he a is tall, tall fellow, but I don't think he's a great actor either. He's a good director. He's I agree. A good director, and he played Andy Dufresne. Magnificent. I thought Tim Tim Robbins' performance in Top Gun was just fantastic. I don't remember that. <laughs> that's because he was in like the celebration clip at the end gave Tom Cruise like a Same. pat on the back or something had a big he, he was gunning for face. Goose but he got he, he, na- he, he nailed for it Goose, but he, he got the tall it. guy giving a high five yeah. right to Mav so let's uh, hits a tall we, we, we talked I was I was you had made the mention about the glorious last night. height, Went to sleep. but you referenced the left-handed thing. Yeah, so I like, wanted to circle back and just, bit. just to it's say to the listeners who may have missed that, my argument was that left-handers comprise 10% of the population, but in influential roles they comprise I would argue a inordinate or, or a what would appear to be an anomaly percentage in positions of influence right I, I believe that it's an advantage I believe it's well, advantageous I, I, to be left handed I do too world. I also believe my argument is very simple that's racist what you just said is racist and I win 
being left-handed is a race? It will be. Soon, are soon enough, it will be. Don't you see what's going on here? Oh, so now we're going the uh, political route. Oh, that's perfectly fine if we go political. I'm just no, I, no. I would think that there's there. something that happens. There's some, and I'm sure there's some like left-handed guy. You have to navigate a world that isn't built for you. You know, fingers. It's like Dude, I'm special too. But no, I think there's some kind of anomaly there. There's something that triggers that creates a left-handed person. I generally find them to be different. I find their personalities to be different, just swim, a little bit different. You have to swim upstream in society in order to be left-handed. It's a bit of a pain in the ass for maybe not so much for kids these days because they don't have to learn to write uh, to the extent or writing didn't carry the importance that it carried for us when we learned. Right, it's, pro- it's, it's probably akin to like, you know, if you've done some time upstate and you run into another guy that does, you kind of know before you even know that you guys are, you know, the same. Probably when left-handers meet just in a, you know, you know, slim hallway. It's usually mentioned. It's mentioned quite a bit. Just look at each other and they probably know, like, yeah, that's a southpaw right there. That's a southpaw. I just feel it. I can feel it. There are tells. There are tells sure so what about here here's a little uh, curveball what about beards how do beards factor into all of this let's get crazy and just throw I that out there yet to meet an old man that looks worse with a beard my right. stepdad is 76 and right. he and when I met him he had a big uh, Magnum PI mustache, and then he shaved it off for the last twenty years, and he just grew a beard in the last six months. And it's like, dude, you look like a Viking, right? Like you look great. Uh, now. The, like even even weak beards. I I personally have. I never even attempted to grow a beard until I was into my thirties. Yeah. And yeah, your first attempts were really. Uh, crazy they were uh but i i have fallen i have fallen in love oh, with yeah, got it now. the beard because it's so easy to take care of and you really start to you really start to care about it and boy isn't it nice to grow something along your jawline it's just something something makes it kind of pop it's just a it's a good it's a good club to to have joined let me just put it that way. Can you think of a, uh, a part of your body that you touch more than a beard? <laughs> I can think of one. Yeah. Yeah, and even that, I mean, that's short, rapid movement. I'm talking even about that's long, like a slow. beard. Like when you're when you're thinking about something and you're rubbing your beard. Yeah, that's it's nice. nice. Like you don't you don't ru- you is. don't rub your third toe like that you don't there's no part of your body that you like reference you reference a beard you literally unconsciously reference your beard you go let me think about that and you grab the beard on your chin 
I don't yeah. remember what it's like to not do that. I, periodically, I, I shave everything down pretty tight, but I always feel weird. But at this moment where I have a fairly long beard, I'm like, that would really suck if I couldn't, like, think with my beard. I actually got, I, I got depressed the last time I shaved my beard. It, it sent me into this. I was like, oh, oh, God, grow yeah. back as fast as you can. Yeah, it's yeah. like killing a parakeet, you know? <laughs> I don't need this thing, but... It's been here every night. You know, I came home from work. I said, hey, Chirpy. And, you know, she said hi. And it was, you know, now it's not here. Now Chirpy's gone. Not the end of the world. Well, at least with the beard. And at least with the beard, you, you get regeneration. And that's the other well, you thing. You can always get another parakeet, too. That's easy. A beard, a beard is something that that is more than just an aesthetic. It's It captures time. It shows that you can put effort toward something cultivating something it, it's about cultivation well you could make the argument there's a component that uh growing a beard is the lack of you know effort you could make that case oh absolutely I, I'm, I'm not some kind of shit show beard going on you know neck beard i'm, I'm not you saying know, we're talking, we're it's definitely just, i I'm think it's it's more effort to beard shave beard every day i'm not fucking trimming every errant hair but you know I'm not no. taking care of it might put a little butter right, in but it sometimes you know a little beard butter hey I'm just saying it takes it takes you have to cultivate it it doesn't it's definitely easier to keep a beard I find than to shave every damn day shaving every day is a nightmare that's a good point very good point but having said that there's it, it it shows something about someone that they're willing to take the time to cultivate something. It just does something. It's when David Letterman grew it's that beard. The, the, the mustache. Oh no, David Letterman's beard is epic. It is, and, and I mean he went all in on that, and I love I love it, and I look at him differently. He said, he, with he the said beard. he'll never. He said he'll never shave it. I look at him different. Howard asked him. He looks like a fucking guru now. Yeah, what what a way to ride into the sunset! Like I'm done. I'm I'm growing an epic old man beard, and I'm gonna ride off into the sunset. I'll be at my ranch in Montana. Don't call me. That's right. That's a dream of mine is to be able to ride off into the sunset early. He truly doesn't give a fuck. I uh, his. His interview on Stern last year was amazing. It was epic. It's where and it's where he got Stern to be on his Netflix. He uh, made him agree on air to be on his Netflix. Uh, yeah, Stern but, always gets pissed because when people put him on the spot. Yeah, but but yeah, but Dave was like, he he didn't yeah, care at all. Interview. He didn't need to talk about his accomplishments. He didn't need to know. He, he, he went so far as to brush if they tried to give him compliments he got that was the only awkward times during that interview were when they were trying to compliment him yeah he just couldn't he just take wasn't it. having yeah. it right he just wasn't having it which yeah uh, you know if you're gonna be one way or the other way I guess it'd be better to be that way for sure you should be you should so be able to take what a about but... what about choking a mountain lion out all juvenile from what I was told, uh, read or oh, you got more information. 
just that it was was not a full grown mountain lion. Not not. It was look, an eighty pound mountain lion. That get, is that is. If you get attacked by an eighty, if you get attacked by an eighty pound cat and you choke it out, you're a badass. Period. I'm just saying it wasn't a hundred and forty pound full grown National Geographic. Oh, they can do. They can go two hundred easy, easy. I think if you get over a hundred pounds, you ain't coming back from that. I I don't know. I mean, Ishmael I, I was what he did. Unless pounds, he... he was a load. You know, imagine a hundred ten pound cat. Well, they, yeah, I wrestle with a hundred and ten pound dog on a daily basis. I have a large chocolate lab. She's three years old. She's a little overweight, but she we exercise her. Yep, and she she feels she's a load. Yeah. She's a load. Yeah. Now, I, but she's her, also she's claws. also not a cat. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Cats are so so badass. And, and the ability so for this this dude choked choked that thing out. That's impressive. Uh, it's just it, it it had to be. Mentioned. I find it impressive, just in the sense that you, it's not a good story for anybody, but. You just have to do it. It's one of those stories. It's those stories you and I love. You know, those. It's the come, yeah, coming it's down the river story. You know, it's the life, life or death. Like this is a real moment. I don't care whatever else happened there. That guy probably had a moment of euphoria, like you wouldn't believe. Well, he had a moment where he had to, he had to face. He had to stare down that the prospect of tapped out. He had to feel some kind. There had to be some surge of chemicals in his body some, that was. I would say, I would say, like at the at the helix level, he was never more alive than he was when he was almost dead. Choked yeah, the yes, life yes, out of that thing. Exactly, and that, and that's not saying that you know I want the cat to die or him to die or anybody. But no, that is truly but a hey. moment, and, and many people haven't experienced that moment, you know. And when you've experienced that moment, huh. even in the scary moments, when you get to that point, it's like it almost, was almost no better. one has experienced. I wish that. that would have never happened, but it's better that that did happen and came out okay than if it would have never happened. Because you learn something. It's like a trip, like a journey. Well, it, yeah, you you have to. You have to come out of it first and foremost, but it has to be profound enough that it shakes you to the core. There's, there's lots of moments that, at the that, same that, time. That, they don't shake you to the core philosophically, maybe, but they like they make you maybe. I describe it as like seeing behind the veil. Like when I fell off a roof when I was, you know, 19. Those seconds in the air were, uh, I, I, they're, they're indelibly. Imprinted onto my memory, they can never be forgotten. I can call them up. It's like instant recall. You know, a, a, a movie. Right. Of, you can summon yes. them, and uh, there's something to be said for that. That's there's something there that's like, if you experience it like I do, anyway. You you are different. You you changed. Your your cells yes. changed. My uh, consciousness changed. Right. Yeah. It's but the same, that's cellular it's the same level. Example out in the river, you know, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, we both had experiences where it got dicey, and yeah, I I absolutely changed from mine. It was a it's a life changing life changing experience. experience. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. 
a Coke. Oh, you stepped on my line. You owe me a Coke. I, 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 was, I had it out of the gate I mean, there. if you ever been in a fight, you wouldn't be so eager for the next one. <laughs> that letter Kenny thing you sent me. I don't even know what that is, but it was okay. Yeah, it's funny. There's moments where that's funny. I like that one, though. If you've ever Some been in a fight, maybe you'd be so eager for the next one. Yeah. Hey, that's true. It's goofs. I watched uh, Super Troopers 2 on HBO the other night. That was pretty solid sequel. Was it? Pretty solid. Yeah, it was pretty solid. I've seen a couple minutes Bro- of it, not much. And, yeah. Uh, it's it's good. I'm, it's, I kind of expected a, a fall off. Oh well, it's 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 tough to match Super Troopers. I mean, that could have stood on its own. It's also hard to match Super Troopers at the time that I watched Super Troopers. Who I was then, and I think that that's a big part of it. I think that that's a big part of any sequel and, and uh, coming into play. There. That's why it's hard to uh, match what you listen to. That's why Godfather Two. That's why Godfather Two is the the anomaly. It's it's the example of when two just trumps one. That could be considered the greatest movie of all time. It could be. Well, that's and it's not even one. It's not my first one I want to watch either because it's a. Oh, I love it though. It's a fucking. It's 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 because of the man. You want to watch? It's because of the commitment. You gotta. You gotta. It's because of the narrative style. Yeah. You've got the you've got the Pacino and De Niro back and forth there, and 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 the you know it's just masterfully done, just absolute masterpiece. But but we'll go on to say we you know we're not really breaking ground here. Michael Jordan was a pretty good basketball player too, folks. He was uh, pretty good, and, and I hate to say it because people feel a certain type of way, but Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. And if we are to retouch on, we did have Super Bowl predictions on our last podcast, and I I predicted a low-scoring game. I did not predict a 13-3 to game, I can tell you that. But Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time, and... You're a fool if you think otherwise. He is. And I don't care what you say. You can say, oh, he had a great coach. True. It was all perfect. Everything was laid. No. What are you going to say that about Jordan? Oh, it was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson made Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. No. Stone Cold Killers. a mental thing. With, in Jordan's case, it happened to coincide with like physical prowess that was right ahead of its time. So you had a guy that could dunk from the foul line who also had that killer instinct. And they, and they took him third. Remember that. They took him third because, well, he'll never be able to shoot. What the fuck? <laughs> they took Tom Brady... In the last, was this the last round? 100 and, 199th pick because, in the you know, sixth he's, round. He's all right. He, he's never going to be has He has a ring for each round he was passed over. Think about that. Sick. But both both went through this kind of the same thing. And that's what, the, you know, Jordan's famous Hall of Fame speech is 
weird, but all he keeps talking about is all the guys that, oh, you pissed me off because you were a starter over me in high school. And he brought, he the, brought guy the guy who made the team yeah. over him. It, he brought the guy who made it, the it, team it, over you know, him. Everybody thought it was kind of trite and shitty. And horrible oh, it was. Him, and it was, but it was a real insight into the mentality of Michael Jordan, which is, fuck you, high school guy. <laughs> yeah. Let me you. That's... Well, not... That's what Tom Brady has as well. And that's what the guys in the boardrooms have. I, yes. I don't even care about this company. I just don't like Jim. And I'm going to become vice president of sales because I know Jim wants to be vice president. And I, I just don't like him. So I'll just do that. And the next thing you know, you're the freaking chairman of the board and you're you don't know how I think you it's, got it's, there. It was all because I'd have to say it's beyond, the, you know, lunchroom. It's day. beyond even dueling with Jim. I believe in the boardroom. It's just let's make this happen. Let's create solutions. Let's drive change. Let's evolve. And it's the people who can listen as well as they speak. Know when to it's, it's servant leadership. In my opinion, servant leadership Lead when you need to lead. Enable your team. Empower them. Make them invested in the success. And I mean that works in the boardroom, and that works in the dining room, and that works in. Kind of sounds like the Sermon on the Mount, to be honest. <laughs> so there's some plagiarism going on, but we all steal from archetypes and the stories of what make us who we are so it's only natural but servant leadership is in my opinion what carries the boardroom in good healthy corporations well I wouldn't know (laughs) well we talked about a shorty so I'm thinking about hopping off and watching a little bit of basketball. Yeah. Got some fantasy basketball going on, but I believe this was a solid session. Uh, this is the Everything is Kung Fu podcast with Felton Sagebrush and Sandy Rivers. This is Sandy Rivers signing off. Felton, I'll turn it over to you. Over and out. See you on the flip side.